I like the players. No diggity, no doubt. Bunga, dude. It's a 90s radio hour coming at you from the press conference podcast. I'm here with Phil. Screech, are we going to call him this week? Screech. <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. Just, uh, yeah, looking forward to, to getting through some of these tracks. I kind of was a bit inspired after last week's episode. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I really like the idea when you put forward the 90s radio hour. I think there's some great tracks from the 90s that I just forget from the 90s. Yeah, like we're, we're late 90s heavy, but that's fine. I mean, I, I technically wasn't around for half the 90s, so... <laughs> That's true. I was around for all of them, but early 90s for me, like if I was to remember, it's all like lots of pop music, but I uh, didn't want to go in that direction. I did I did almost go a few pop tracks, a few like um, early R&B tracks and then stuff like that, but I was like, uh, I might just stick to the brief. <laughs> Do we miss out on Ace of Bass? Oh, should have been in there. <laughs> it's some great actually we should actually do fucking maybe we do like a 90s radio hour part two or three yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we just work our way through because there are some fucking banger tracks from the 90s yeah exactly we'll do this will be late 90s we'll do early pop early pop and that'll be that'll be sweet I mean, and completely to be completely honest with you i think there's probably the biggest 90s song i that i i can like when i think of the 90s and i think of alternative music we didn't include um don't say you love me by m2m yeah, that's it, man. That's it. <laughs> um, but like for me, I think there's a few songs in here that are like the ones I've picked anyway that are probably my favorite ninety songs, maybe, especially one of them, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Cool. So we'll get into the first track. So it's uh Smashing Pumpkins nineteen seventy nine. Your pick? Yeah, I yeah, my pick. Uh this song is a special song to me. It was one of the first songs I ever heard on an iPod. Uh, when I was a, a wee little kid, an iPod mini so it's still the black and white screen yeah i remember my dad came back from work and he's like i borrowed my friend's ipod mini um here listen to it and i remember being a kid i was fuck, how old was i i would have been i don't know i was really young i was still early primary school yep. and i remember sitting there like in my room trying to figure out how to use a scroll but a scroll on the ipod <laughs> and i was listening to bands like first time i listened to corn was on there first oh, time i listened yeah. to um all these fucking rock bands right and then i got to one called smashing pumpkins and i'm thinking what the fuck's this this looks pretty cool and i think for me it was really accessible for a young kid who was kind of into alternative music but it wasn't too heavy it wasn't too soft and i think this song and this album was just one that really resonated with me and i've loved them ever since pretty catchy it's a very catchy song great i think i've got one of those ipods in the cupboard yeah i've got one i've kept all my ipods no they don't work um this one works, I think, but I follow a guy on TikTok that does them up. He puts like SD cards in them, Bluetooth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember like you'd have an iPod back in the day and I don't want to go too far off tangent here, but you know, you'd have an iPod, you'd have like the, the radio adapter, the FM transmitter, you'd have like the case, like you'd have all the fucking cords with it. And it was, that was a good time. Like, yeah. I know I'm showing my age, like skipping the Walkman a bit. And I did have a Walkman, but um, the early iPods were just so good. I don't think, I think I was in like year 10 or year 11 when the iPods really hit and like couldn't afford one. I think I had a mini actually, one of the ones where you just plug in the USB, you didn't have like a screen, it was like skip and pause. Uh, It was just like basically a remote with USB storage on it, but that lasted me ages. Yeah, cool. Cool. Let's load this song up.
So at the top there, we had 1979 by The Smashing Pumpkins, uh, followed by Anna's song, Open Fire by Silverchair, and then Dine Alone by Quicksand. Uh, I guess Silverchair was my pick as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure about you, but this is maybe one of my favorite Silverchair songs. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's from my favorite Sil- Silverchair album. It's probably the first really sad song I probably actually like would have heard, um, like properly understood. I only knew about this because every time it came on, my auntie would tell me what it was about. (laughs) My auntie, my uncle, who got me into like Silverchair, got me into like Nirvana, got me into all that kind of grunge, you know, as I was growing up. Every time this song came on, they'd tell me about what it was about. Um, Yeah. Obviously like anorexia and things like that. And yeah, it just stuck in my mind forever. And when I was thinking 90 songs, I was so glad this snuck in because I think this is one of my favorite songs. I guess from that era, and to me, when I think '90s music, this band's probably one of the ones I think of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we got this. I was in grade six. What yeah, about grade six. Anthem from the year 2000 was like the heaviest song we'd ever heard. Like, <laughs> we thought it was so cool listening to that, and then like it leads into like Corn and Limp Biscuit and stuff like that later. Yeah. But um, this is just like so. It's, it's catchy. It's like. Yeah, it's it's just a great song. Aussie, it bloody, it's aged yeah. well. Like the whole album, the whole band's aged well, I guess, when you think of just their music. Like obviously yeah. there's some controversy there, but um, yeah, they're just so good. From here here forward, they age really well. I don't think Freak Show and Frog Stomp really. You don't hold, think? No, I don't think so. Not for me anyway. I, I revisited Frog Stomp recently with all the anniversary presses and I, I, I think it's aged pretty well. Okay. And so when I say that, I think it's aged well considering there were six, three, five, yeah, there were three kids. <laughs> like, that's pretty fucking good that they did that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not discounting that. It's just like, yeah, it's not really for me anymore. I don't really, yeah, click with them until this. Yeah, fair. Moving on to uh, Quicksand. That's probably the earliest song we've got in the in the list from '93. Yeah, I just love everything about this band. the The use yeah. of bass is just huge and i think after i got a, got into quicksand i then got into a bit of deftones and i think there's a little bit of a parallel with with the way they use the bass in their in their music and i yeah. think it's just really cool and um yeah i couldn't leave it out i mean deftones is one that i'm surprised they're, they're around in the 90s right yeah i'm surprised yeah. that we didn't actually include them because they probably inspired a lot of the use of guitars and a lot of these songs the more i think about it mm-hmm but, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So up next, um, we've got um, Sunny Day Real Estate in Circles. Classic. Yeah, absolutely a classic. I picked this one. Yeah. I did pick this one, yeah. I think it was funny because we were talking, this record came up for sale like in the last week or two. Yep. And um, we were talking about it, and I know there's a few other songs we'll talk about. It's just iconic albums from, from the time. And I think when I think 90s, this is one of the earliest stuff I think of. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, there's no Blink in, in this playlist, um, which was hard not to. Sorry, I probably jumped the gun there. Um, <laughs> but I think it's because I included, and you included some songs as well, that I think we both associate with the time just as much as Blink. But yeah. we've spoken about Blink so much. Like, let's get these songs some love. And that was kind of my approach with getting in circles in. Me too. I the I tried to go a little bit underground with bands that, like, when I look Dave, at... Dave, um, you going underground? No way. <laughs> With some, yeah, well, just for like bands that I think of a very, very good, but people in our circles don't really talk talk about them all that much. So it's no. um, something I want to get some some exposure to. Well, and, and in saying that, this next three run of songs that we're about to play are fucking like chef's kiss, cream of yeah. the crop. Uh, I'm really excited. I can't wait to listen back to this and be like, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy it. So we'll get into In Circles and we'll see you on the other side.
All right. So at the top there, we had Sunny Day Real Estate in circles. Then we had Saves the Day, Hollyhocks, and Forget Me Nots. Yep. And then right at the end there, we had the Get Up Kids with Action and Action. So Great bracket. Great oh. bracket. Really, it really worked well together. So we didn't really talk about our songs or anything. We just kind of, I sent you my five and then you sent me yours and it kind of worked out really well. And um, yeah, so Saves the Day, I got into them after um, Through Being Cool came out, but really enjoy this kind of brand of simple pop punk. Like it's not, it's not riffy, it's just like kind of hooky and simple, but it really works. It's good storytelling. And I just really love the way this song flows. And this whole album's really great. I think probably At Your Funerals, the best Saves the Day song, but that came in the 2000s. So we won't talk about that tonight. But uh, yeah, do what's your history with this song? Uh, I think this album is just iconic, right? And I haven't listened to a heap of Saves the Day outside of this album, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, but I remember... It would have been early 2000s, I think, I first listened to this album. It it was just through, I guess, getting into bands like Blink and then finding other, like, pop-punk bands through, like, my dad and going on. Like, remember, you used to go to Borders and you could listen to music there. Mm -hmm. I remember my mum used to work in Maya in the city of Melbourne and when I'd go on school holidays, we'd go to Borders and I'd sit there and just, like, listen to all the different music. And I think that's when I first listened to this and... Yeah, I just loved it ever since, and it's, that's pretty much been my my history with it. I, I think I don't know if I can pick a favorite song off the album. To be honest, I think it's an album that I, when I put on front to back, I just enjoy all of it. Yeah, me too. And it was just because I didn't I didn't find the album through seeing shows or the radio or anything like that. It was just the album was all I knew. So yeah, yeah, great track, very good track. Um, so after that, we had the Get Up Kids action in action. Yeah. So I put this on during the week. I actually. Um, spun it and I was just like thinking about the, yeah, just, oh, and the, the conversation we had last week about those top five pop punk albums and this kind of probably is just outside that five, but I think it's, it'd be top 10 for me easy. Do you think out of the three albums that we've spoken to here from Sunny Day, Saves the Day and Get Up Kids, would you say this is the best out of the three? Oh, that. That's a hard question, I know. <laughs> Maybe. Really? I don't know. So they're, they're all three of them are iconic in their different ways. So, like, yeah. Sunny Day is very moody and it's, like, Sonic style. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Get Up Kids is, like, straight up pop punk that you're going to see. And then, down like, in later years, through into, like, Yellow Card and stuff. And then Saves yeah. the Day is, like, that hardcore background pop punk yeah. that you see from like Tiger's Jaw, stuff like yeah. that, early Tiger's Jaw. Or maybe. It's on oh, yeah, that's a tough question. What do you sorry think? after I Oh look, I'd pick I'd pick Sunny Day, to be honest, because yeah. I do like that moody moodiness and I think the guitars in Sunny Day's record it's a it's not like Deftonesy, but it's you know it's got that yeah. kind of like twang to it and it, it yeah. kind of you know has kind of echoed, like rippled through all my musical taste in some way. Yeah. When I think of, you know, it's like Midwesty almost Midwesty, but then it's also got tones of like a basement kind of guitar riff and things yeah. like that with the, the reverb and things like that. And I think that's why I picked that, that record for me. Yeah. I think they all they're came all out good. the same year. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like they're not influenced by each other at all. No, we should definitely go back and see, I know we, this is what we talk about. We spoke about now our band episodes Mm-hmm. that we talk about the rankings on the billboards chart or wherever because it's historical. That's what we look back to. Yeah. I'd love to go back and be like, what album was actually the best record that year? Yeah. What won awards, what, what, what ranked where in people's blogs and shit, you know, that would be a time. Yeah. Well, let's get into action and action and, um, yeah. See what else we've got coming up. Wait, didn't we already listen to action and action? Oh, let's get into, Oh yes. We've got one more to go. Sorry. We've got one more to go. <laughs> So the next song, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong segment. You get used to it, maybe. <laughs> I suck at this. Um, um, the next song is 
Pennywise every single day. So that's off yeah. about time. Um, probably their best album, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, just a really great punk track that um, people just don't talk about Pennywise. They talk about Bro Him, and that's really it. And I think you dig deeper and you've got some really good tracks. About Time is just like one of those albums that we that you can put on and you can relate to when you're 15 or when you're 36 or when you're 40. So it's um, just iconic. I think this was a Pennywise or a band that I don't listen to in my own time, but every time it comes on in the playlist, I never skip it because it's enjoyable. Yeah. And I think after having Macaron in his mixtape and we spoke about it a bit, I think I did actually go back and listen to that album that he had the song from, mm-hmm. um, but I should go back because they're good. I don't know why people don't talk about them. Yeah. It's just one of those things like I, I think the circles that we kind of move in are more metal-based and, and like that heavier music, but uh, yeah, there's there's always room for punk in my in my listening repertoire. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, let's play that one. Yeah. <laughs> we should play this one. <laughs> And then uh, we'll see you on the other side. Let's go. So many people put in a bay, living their lives regretlessly, trying to repress the pain in their lives, sharing themselves, flaming with lies. No way to break through, not on my own, to put away all the sorrow.
So at the top there, we had Every Single Day by Pennywise, followed by arguably our two heavier songs in the bracket, uh, yep. Color Me Blood Red by Converge, and then Juggernaut by Cave-In. It's heavy hitters there, like towards the end of the, the, the radio hour. But, just um, an uppercut, but I th- yeah, just um, two really, really epic, different ver- yeah. different ends of the spectrum, I guess you could say, from what we've been listening to so far. I think, uh, so Conver- Converge was, Converge, Converge was my uh, track, and the reason I picked this track, I only listened to this song for the first time, it was either earlier this year or late last year, I can't remember, um, the last few years were a blur, and... I tried listening to some other Converge stuff, probably in the middle. So probably like Jane Doe, Axe to Fall, uh, things like that, like post yes. this. And I just, I really struggled. And then Chuck, our friend Chuck, told me to go from the start and work your way up. And I started at the start. I got to this album. And I think this might be my favorite. Yeah. I think it's just got that element of like screamo and kind of like industrial, like hardcore-y kind of, it's just fucking chaos, right? that we talk about that we really like. And every time this album comes on in this song in particular, I just want to run through a wall and just like fucking beat up someone. (laughs) And um, yeah, I noticed our playlist was lacking in a little bit of heavy stuff. So I thought, fuck it, let's just chuck this in and go, go ham. Yeah. I love this um, like era of Converge. I've probably come to like that middle era, probably the most. Yeah. And I think that's just from a little bit of repetition and a little bit of practice and a little bit of, listening to bands outside of that, outside of Converge, like adjacent. So, um, yeah, this is great. And Jake uh, Jake Bannon's like a perfect pterodactyl in this track. And like those two albums that are paired together. This is Petitioning the Empty Sky. Yeah. And Um, the other one, I don't know. um, I can't remember either. Uh, But they... That two LP compilation that you found at Resist. Thank you, that's you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. They're good. Yeah, good, good record. That was a good get, actually. That was a crazy purchase story. Yeah, but um, yeah, those two are really good, and it just they've they still play some of that kind of stuff in their later later albums, but it's more metal kind of ambient stuff. Yeah, it's not as not as chaotic, but not as screamo either. So. Yeah, this is a really good era for Boston hardcore, I guess you could say, because my my pick was uh, Juggernaut by Cave In. Yeah. So I'd actually sent you a Vandals track, so I was going to keep it all punk from my yep. side of things. And I saw that you put Converge in. I'm like, well, I've got to, it's got to have a friend in there. So yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so we've got Juggernaut in there from. Um, from Cave In, and that's just a another huge noisy track from the mid-90s that really set up a lot of hardcore and metalcore that we know now. Yeah. Um, I don't have a massive history with Cave In. I think I tried listening to some of their newer stuff, but I, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I just struggle with it. Yeah. You should listen to this uh, until your heart stops. It's like that early Converge. Like it's yeah, okay. nothing like the new stuff, so... The new stuff's a lot sludgier, a lot more instrumental, yeah, instrumentally driven, sludgy, but uh, yeah, the first album's chaos. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Well, I guess that brings us to our last track of the radio hour, which we're going to do a complete one eighty from that. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite songs, "A Letter to Elise" by The Cure. What a track! This is an awesome track, and I mean, late nineties. The Cure, or even 90s, just the 90s era of The Cure is is maybe the best. Yeah. So many good albums. Like, I know Disintegration came out 89. So it was really from 89 to 99. I'm classing was just, Disintegration in there. Yeah, well, that that's like a, a fucking beautiful run of records. What they had, like, just fucking everything in there was good. What mm-hmm. Wish was in there. The Top, I think, might have been in there. Um, just everything was in there. And this isn't even my favorite song from that era, but I just felt like this suited the mood uh, of the playlist a little bit. It's a bit more, it's a bit more emo, I think, out of some of their stuff. Yeah. And, you know, this song's been covered through through time and it's an absolute classic and it's just a fucking great song. It's a really good bookend as well to go with 1979 as well. So they kind of match in tone a tiny bit. Like yeah. 
Like it's a really good op- like could be an opener or a closer, but I thought, yeah, we'd chuck it in there at the end as a bit of a palate cleanse and. Yeah, you know, I nearly I nearly actually went with a Radiohead track, um, yeah. and I thought either or I wanted that to kind of to scope out in the playlist in some way, but The Cure is one of my favorite bands, so I couldn't really pass that up. Yeah, I had a radio track in my short Radiohead track in my shortlist, the one that finished yeah. off the bear. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that cliche. By the way, I know we've got off tangent here, and this is a radio hour, not a shit talking pod. But have you watched any Twisted Metal yet? No, not yet. I might go put oh. it on after this. Oh, just that first episode, man, is it's so fun. And the second one was good too. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, you have to finish the bear. As yeah, well. I do. I'm up the Christmas episode and I just need to block out an hour and then also mentally prepare myself. So yeah. I'm finding it hard to just get into it given I know what kind of is coming in a way. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that one made me feel ill. We're recording this on Monday night and if the Aussies, it's 8.50, if the Aussies start playing like poo in the cricket, then I probably will put on the bear. Yeah. If they don't, I'm having a fucking rager tonight, Dave. <laughs> I tell you what, if we win this from where kind of we were, biggest run chase at the Oval in like 120 years it would be. Yeah, and they're yeah. gonna Basball's gonna open this up anyway. Um, <laughs> thanks for everyone for listening. <laughs> uh, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show a lot. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook uh, at press.con.pod on both platforms. We have also launched the Press Conference Society Facebook group. So please go and join that. Get involved in the combo. Uh, we're going to try and start posting in there a lot more. And we're even thinking of doing some exclusive uh, thingies for the people in there. So, yeah, jo- join while you can. Uh, we're going to stop letting people in soon. <laughs> it's getting too full. <laughs> it's uh, only 12-seater hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> 15 of us. <laughs> Um, and always, uh, we love the feedback and the conversations generated by, by these topics. Let us know about these songs. Which songs would do you hate? Which songs do you love? Which songs should we have put in? Let us know because I think like this is, we love this shit. We just want to talk music with people. So yeah. Enjoy the song and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
you say 